What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Life's a Garden. Back at it again. The days just keep ticking on. Life keeps ticking on. And here I am, officially 29 years old. But we're not letting that slow us down. Oh, no. Time, age, they don't stand in our way. We keep moving forward. We keep on keeping on. Because time and age, they just make us stronger, wiser, better. And we keep moving towards the future. We don't run from it. We move towards it. Because the future, it's bright. And in your boy's case, oh, the future's so bright, I might need to throw these on. Ooh, yeah! It's episode 112 of Life's Cigar. Cheers, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you, as always, for joining me. If you wouldn't mind, make sure to like, share, subscribe, get the word out, follow on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. It helps us out a lot. Got to get that out of the way. But cheers. And I know what you're thinking, okay? Dakota, why, in God's name... Are you starting the episode out already in full liquid D garb? Didn't we already do this bit last week? Well, you're right. That was the, you know, I, I did this once already. It's a, it's the, the, the deal's done, but here, here's the truth behind it. Okay. This is what I was hoping to wear. On the last episode. For the birthday episode. This. My. My. Championship Colorado Avalanche jersey. Was supposed to be here. July 26th. So it would have been here just in time. To wear this for the birthday episode. This was the whole get up. This was going to be the Liquid D episode. Was going to be exactly what I'm wearing right now. But. The jersey showed up two days after recording the episode, which is great. I'm, I'm more than happy that it's finally here. Look at this thing. This thing is amazing. By the way, not cheap. Ho- There's a reason this is the first hockey jersey I've ever owned. Not that I never wanted one or, or never thought they were cool or something like that, but they are Fucking expensive. This thing was, uh, I think, 180 bucks. Now, it does have the Stanley Cup Championship patch, which is the main reason why I wanted this. I got the Kale McCarr jersey, who was the MVP of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, It's all sewn on. It's beautiful. I love it. Um, the Now, here's a cool thing. This being my first... Avs jersey. 
I bought it after we won the championship, obviously. Got, was able to get the patch included. I decided before the season was even over, I was going to get a Kale McCarr jersey. That's who I wanted. For a long time, I wanted Nathan McKinnon. Then I thought maybe Gabriel Landeskog. But I finally just decided, let me get the young kid, somebody who's going to be on the team for a long time, clearly a stud, has won all the champion, won all the all the titles he can win up to this point. And it just so happened he won MVP. So, of course, I got the Kale McCarr with the patch. The reason I even bring this up, I bought the Broncos championship jersey, which I was planning on doing. Like, it, no matter who, what, if we would have won, I would have bought a jersey with the patch. And, of course, who, who better to get than my boy Von Miller, who was the MVP of the Super Bowl. So now I have both the MVPs of our respective championships with the patch. It just, it's too perfect. You know what I mean? It's too perfect. But like I said, this is what I was going to wear on the birthday episode. And here's the deal. Life is too short not to do the things you want to do. So here I am, not in Liquid D presence but in liquid D garb, okay? That's how we're running it this week because, like I said, life is too short not to do the things that you want to do. So here we are doing the things we want to do. Doing it the way I want to do it. Fuck it if it's a, a week late. I'm still doing it. And we're doing it. Just that, that take that mindset, you know what I mean? If there's something you want to do, whether it can happen at the time and place you want it to happen, maybe sometimes that doesn't happen. You can still do it. You know what I mean? You can still do some of the things. You know what I mean? Don't let don't let things stop you from. Don't let obstacles stop you from doing the things that you want to do, even though it might seem silly that I'm doing the same gimmick two weeks in a row. You know what I say to that? Fuck it. I do what I want to do. This is what I wanted to do, and this is what I'm going to do. And here we are. We're having fun. Going to be a great episode. Now, let me give you a little recap on the birthday. As I had mentioned, and as I accurately predicted, I did, in fact, get quite fucked up. Now, not to the extent that I was expecting, which is fine. Don't get me wrong. Turning 29, can't really do the can't really do the uh, the hangovers like I once could, and I don't enjoy hangovers. Wasn't bad, you know. I I I hit the liquid D level for a, for a moment. Did not last very long. So, still went out, had fun. It, it, nothing overly exciting, you know. Just kind of what I expected. Went out, had drinks with the friends. Um. Family came out, some of them, and I'm not going to call anybody specific out, but some, you know, family members that you would hope or expect to show up for your birthday didn't, and that's okay. We all have our own lives. It's all good. Just know that I'll remember that when it's your birthday. Anyway, I had my friends, and here's the deal, okay? This needs to be said. Friends are just as good 
as family. In fact, I'd go as far as to say friends are family. You, the Think about your best friend. The, the best friends in our lives are equivalent to our family. We respect them like family. We love them like family. We would die for them like family. These are who you consider your best friends. You would... You would uh, help them in a pinch. You'd be there for them if they needed you. Friends are as good as family. And I stand by that statement. But it was a good birthday. I did enjoy it. Had a lot of fun. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what uh, what more to say about it. I, I'm, I'm thankful for everybody who did come out. I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody who gave me the birthday wishes. Um, it was a good time. And I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode. A lot of, you know, I'm not even fucking around. It wasn't necessarily a full gimmick. I was definitely getting pretty intoxicated on that last episode. So I did leave a few things out that I had meant to, mostly because I was just running long, because I was just, just kept talking. I just wouldn't shut the fuck up. Um, Because Liquid D can become, uh, however slight... He, However fun he may be, Liquid D is a very fun guy. However, he can be a very obnoxious guy. He can be a very uh, intolerable guy at times. You're going to have fun no matter what. And here's the thing. If you see that guy behind the wheel of a vehicle, get the fuck out of there. You need to get as far away from that guy. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That guy will never be behind the wheel of a vehicle. I was a responsible guy on my birthday, had myself a designated driver. And always, here's my, uh, <laughs> your, uh, what do you call it? A um, PSA from, from Liquid D. And always have a designated driver. No matter how drunk you get, no matter how much of percentage your, your blood alcohol content becomes, whether you are 8% alcohol or turn into 90% alcohol and go full liquid D, make sure you have a designated driver. To which I did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so one thing I did want to say on the last episode that I did forget, um, purpose in life. You know, we all try to determine what our purpose in life is, and it can get a little hairy. It, it, you know, sometimes we, we get confused, sometimes we're not quite sure what our purpose in life is and it really took me a long time to not really understand my purpose or to um accept my purpose in in some ways but I always knew what it was deep down my purpose is to be an entertainer that's what I've always wanted to do. That's always what I've wanted to be is an entertainer of some kind. Take this show, for example. This is purely entertainment. I'm attempting to entertain you through humor, through inspiration, through motivation, things of that nature. Nonetheless, I just I seek out to be an entertainer. Music, always something I've been interested in. Performing, doing shows. Um, I was a, an actor in high, in uh, mi- middle school and elementary school. I liked doing plays. I always thought it would be interesting to 
be an actor like in movies and things like that. That always was something that intrigued me. I would write books. I would write stories. I would write scripts, things like that. Just trying to entertain for my whole life. I, I've always been that. Hell, I even wanted to be a professional wrestler at one point because it was an, an a form of entertainment that I enjoyed and thought I could perfect. And it's like the reason I think I didn't accept it or wouldn't wouldn't accept it as a as a reality is because it's we're taught that that's a silly thing that that's a silly notion you know it's kind of a societal thing it's kind of a uh, as you're growing up you're you're taught to feel like that's not really achievable or that's a silly dream or that you know what I mean fuck all that. Accept who you are. You are who you are. You know what I mean? Like, I, deep down, since I was a child, have always wanted to entertain people. And that's what I am. That's who I am. That's always been who I am. And once you can accept who you are, whatever it is that you're passionate about, whatever it is that you feel your purpose in life is. You must accept that because there's no changing that. That's that's built into you. That's in your core. Once you accept who you are and what your purpose is, only then can you achieve that. You have to be able to to acknowledge that that's who you are. Then you can truly push forth and 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 hope to be or or really accept the fact that you can do that and, and it gives you more more um i don't know what the word is uh, it gives you more confidence i guess confidence to do so yeah absolutely and i and i stand by that and i've i've made a pursuit of that my whole life yeah that doesn't necessarily you know i'm never going to really have a an easy road to gaining that as far as like if I wanted to make it a career but nothing in life is supposed to be easy you have to work for it and if it happens it happens if not I have no problem being a local musician I have no problem doing a podcast that I make zero money doing because I mean for 112 episodes you think I do this because I'm trying to gain something I do this because I like it. I do it because I like entertaining people and and making little funny clips and like saying outlandish shit that makes you laugh or makes you think. That's my purpose. That's what I want to do in life. So that was something I meant to say on the last episode. We might as well just call this Liquid D Part 2 because it's essentially just all the things I forgot to say in the last episode. Not really. That, that was kind of the only thing. Plus, I get to wear the uh, the clothes and stuff that I wanted to actually wear on the last episode. So, might as well just be Liquid D Part 2. But we're going to be a little more clever than that. Because, creative. <sighs> Let's get into some, some stuff going on currently. I gotta talk about this, man. So, the... The Mega Millions Lottery, right? It was every year, maybe two years, three years, something like that. It really gets up there into the bill, like either close to or crossing that billion dollar line. And once again, just a few 
what was it a week ago, two weeks ago, it had reached $1.4 billion and somebody finally won it. Some Joe Schmo in Illinois won the $1.4 billion lottery. Then it came out that he was taxed $800 million of that money, which left him with somewhere roughly around $4.5 or $450 million, something like that. Nothing to, to turn your head at, nothing to scoff at by any standard. Give me $400 million any day, and I'll, I'll suck my own dick all over town. I'm I'm more than happy to take $400 million. But it's just one of those things where it's like, I would be kind of pissed. You promised, like, I, I won the promise of, of $1.4 billion. And you took, like, 65, 70% of that? And it's funny to me because all these billionaires, you know, all these uh, these tech billionaires, you think they get taxed that? Fuck no. But the the Joe Schmo who wins the lottery, oh, he you can tax him seventy five percent of his winnings. Like I said, nothing to to sn- stick your nose up at. Four hundred million dollars. But still, it's it's kind of bullshit that you're taking that much and it's just going to go to fucking the <laughs> state or the federal taxes. Uh, it's like that's almost how they just like make up all the taxes that they don't take from corporate billionaires. The real billionaires who consistently make that kind of money. And of course, this got me thinking, what would I do with this kind of money? Now, here, here's the interesting thought. Okay, as I said, $400 million, absolutely nothing to stick your nose up at. But when, think about this, okay? A million dollars. Now, a million dollars used to be, like, unrealistic money. Um, and that was only, like, that, that seemed like it was just 15 years ago. It seemed like if you got a million dollars, you were set for fucking life. Like, there was nothing you couldn't do. In today's world, a million dollars, again, nothing to really stick your nose up at. It's 100% life-changing money. However, it's not like you can just go crazy. You can't, a million dollars, it's not going to last you your whole life. If I got it right now at the age of 29, there's no way I could make that, um, you know, I couldn't stop working. I couldn't just like go absolutely bananas going on vacations every day, you know, buying big houses and do, you know, you can't, there, there is a limit to what you can do. Yes, you could a hundred percent live comfortably for the rest of your life on a million dollars. You would have to probably keep working. You'd have to invest in things like that, but you could live comfortably. Of course, it's definitely life-changing money still. But the difference between a million dollars and even a hundred million dollars is astronomical. 
$100 million, that's generational wealth. Like, you could, $100 million, you could quit your job. You could probably live the rest of your life pretty modestly. Now, $400 million, dude, fuck it. Fuck it. $400 million, a billion. These are these are numbers that, yeah, not only do you have generational wealth, you can live luxuriously for the rest of your life. You could go on vacations every weekend. You could buy insane houses, plus pay off the taxes and all that shit. You could buy... Uh, you never you're you're flying first class the rest of your life. You here's the thing. So all that being said, just because it is interesting, the the change in like how a million dollars is life changing, but not necessarily. You you couldn't really go bananas anymore. Now, like I said, five hundred million, a billion, dude, go ape shit. Um, if I won $500 million, you wouldn't even know who the fuck I was anymore. I'm talking, I'm dressing differently. I'm, I'm wearing the craziest shit, like Balenciaga fucking... Dolce Cabana, what the fuck ever. You you can put me in the... I'm wearing eight Rolexes. I'm fucking driving the most ridiculous vehicles. I'm driving a fucking military-grade tank down the street. Like, you you have no idea... A million dollars? I'm the same guy. You know, I'm just living a little bit more comfortably. A million dollars? I'm just... I'm same old me. Just living a little bit more comfortably, maybe a little bit more uh, above what I currently do. But my personality, my demeanor, the person that I am doesn't change. If you give me $500 million, if you give me a billion, I might as well just change my fucking name. You won't even, you wouldn't even reckon, you wouldn't even recognize me anymore. I would be <laughs> absolutely a different person. I would be, <laughs> I would literally, literally have cosmetic surgery so I could suck my own dick. Do you understand? To, because just out of pure excitement of having that money, I'd walk around head in my groin all day showing you, look how excited I am. <laughs> Do you understand? Like the, the absolute, the absolute unrecognizable being that I would become. I'm walking differently. I'm dude, I would I would I would get a different hair plugs every 6 months. I would just say this is the style hair I want. Pull them out, put the new ones in. And I'm I'm I'm, I'm rocking a full mohawk for 6 months, then I'm going full mullet the next one after. I'll go full afro. You know what I mean? I I'm just that's how insanely just different that money would make me. I here's the thing too, $500 million, you literally could give every single person that you know, not just the people you like, not just the people that you're like associated with, 
the people that you just know on a on a face-to-face basis, you could give every single one of them a hundred thousand dollars, and that wouldn't make a fucking dent in that money. That's real no dents. For real. You wouldn't make a fucking dent in, in that kind of money. For real though, if I always thought if I had an absurd amount of money, the first thing I'm doing is buying a big plot of land somewhere close into town, kinda. I'm building my own street, plopping up all my own residents, and I'm filling those houses with all my best friends and my family. All my neighbors are gonna be my best friends. My house is at the end of the block. We're having block parties every fucking weekend. Super Bowl, like, we're going to have a, com- a big old community pool right there in the middle. It's going to be a, f- it would be a fucking, it'd be Liquid D Land. That's what it would be. I would go full lottery retard if I won the lottery. Like, I'm, my brain wouldn't be able to handle it. And and it would reflect. You never go full lot of retard. <laughs> and that's the goddamn truth. And you know it to be true too. You know it to be true. Everybody everybody says, you know. Well, first of all, everybody says money doesn't buy happiness. My ass. It sure as fuck would. That's the biggest lie anybody's ever told you. Now you can you can certainly achieve happiness other ways. And money is one of those ways. You're you're a fucking liar if you say otherwise. And you're also a liar if you say money wouldn't change me. <laughs> Dude. It would change me insanely. It would change me like you don't even know. That kind of money, it's it's un it's unparalleled. The type of change that that would do to me. Oh, God. Anyway. Congrats to that guy. Making his money. Sorry that you got... Sorry the tax man came after you and took goddamn almost half of it. That's such bullshit. Can't even believe that. I mean, I get it. I get that that's the stipulation and whatnot. But if you're going to do that to this guy, do it to fucking... All these billionaires, they all get these tax write-offs. You don't, <laughs> and I always thought this was funny too with taxes. So I got the cryptocurrency s- stuff, right? And I, I, you know, I never won any, you know, I never made any money on it. But here's the thing, whether, you, whether you're winning gambling, sorry, I thought I heard a noise. Uh, whether you're winning in gambling, whether you're uh, winning in the stock market, things like that, they tax you on the money you make. You can get taxed on 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 gambling winnings. You can get taxed on if a stock market hits or if a cryptocurrency hits. But you know what? You don't get to claim it if you lose. I don't get to claim all the money I spent gambling on UFC fights. But if I would, like, there's a certain number that you have to hit in order to have to claim it. I think it's, like, probably in the thousands, I would imagine. If I won multiple thousands of dollars, I'd have to claim that in taxes. That's how most 
gambling places. I don't know if that's the case in the state of Montana. I know it is in Vegas. If you pop uh, into like the tens of thousands or something like that, you have to tax. It's taxable. But that's bullshit because you don't you don't get to write off the amount of money you lose gambling. You don't get to write off the amount of money you lose in the stock market or in crypto. But you have to claim the stuff you make. That's fucked up. I've always thought that was the biggest bullshit. Fortune favors the brave. No, fortune favors the retarded. Uh, let's see. Other news. Brittany Griner. Okay, I gotta talk about this Brittany Griner situation. Just got sentenced to nine years in a Russian prison for having uh, a weed pen, a... It was a um, CBD pen or something like that. So for if you don't know by now, it's it's insane. The, the amount of old news that I talk about on this show that like everybody already knows the situation is absurd. I do it all the time. But I like to wait. I like to wait to know the story and be able to, to build an opinion upon it, okay? But if you don't know, Brittany Griner is a WNBA basketball player. She she plays in Russia during the offseason because the WNBA makes zero dollars. So, of course, she makes zero dollars. Not quite. But she doesn't make nearly what other professional athletes make. So, she goes and plays overseas during the offseason to make more money. Understandable. She was playing for either playing for the Russian team or against the Russian team. I don't know. Either way, she was in Russia, was caught with a weed pen. And detained for such because weed is highly illegal in Russia. And it's a very, very, you know, especially because it would, I guess, be considered trafficking too. Trafficking and uh, possession. And of course, you know, Russia doesn't fucking play games. And they sentenced her to nine years in a Russian prison. This has been a big talk because... Here, here's a point that I absolutely agree with. If that would have been LeBron James or really any athlete with a high caliber name to him, there would be so much outcry. So many more people would be freaking out about this. And I guess if it was just a, also, though, at the same note, if it was just some fucking Joe Blow random dude that got caught in Russia with a weed pen and got sentenced to jail. Probably nothing. Nobody would ever hear about it. And you know, it's probably happened a time or two. Um, the, the big talk is they've been trying to get her back. They've been trying to get her back here. Right. And, uh, in order to do so with most foreign countries, you have to trade and they, (laughs) The, they're, they haven't yet, but the talk is they're going to trade Brittany Griner for a Russian, a high-end Russian arms dealer that we've had in our prison system for some time, I guess. Now, don't get me wrong. I am, I, I'm i horrified at what's happening with Brittany Griner. I, I, I wish her the best, and I hope she doesn't have to rot in a fucking Russian prison. I would hate for that to happen for her. 
But it does seem like a bit of an unfair trade. You give us the WNBA star who nobody watches play basketball. And we'll give you the Russian arms dealer so he can go back to helping supply other countries with Russian weapons or supplying Russia with weapons to continue their fight against Ukraine, which, again, might as well just be called the WNBA war because nobody cares about that anymore either. Hey, did you guys forget the Russian-Ukraine fight? It's still happening. That was a hot topic for a solid, like, what, month or so? And now it's just kind of faded into obscurity? <laughs> like I said, let's just call it the WNBA war, because nobody's watching it! But yeah, we're going to trade Brittany Griner for a Russian arms dealer, so he can go aid Russia <laughs> into more weapons, which is exactly what they need. And then Brittany Griner, she can come on back here and probably wave the Black Flags Ma- or the Black Lives Matter flag and hate America. Now, I shouldn't say that because I don't know for a fact if Brittany Griner was ever on that train or you know the whole with I, in, she's an she's an NBA player or a WNBA player. And, you know, you got to imagine she was probably pretty vocal about the whole BLM stuff and how America is just a total piece of shit of a country. Bet she doesn't really think that anymore. I bet she's begging America to get her ass back here. She realizes now, oh shit, America ain't so fucking bad after all. Russia will throw your ass in prison for nine years for having a weed pen, which, in a little bit of a contradictory, we did for a long time as well. Now, weed has definitely become less criminalized than it used to be. There are still plenty of people that are detained and been serving long, long sentences for weed, which is absolutely absurd. Nonetheless, Brittany Griner, somebody who... More than likely, and I say that because I still don't know for a fact, but we'll just go ahead and assume, and hopefully it doesn't make me look like an ass. We'll just assume Brittany Griner more than likely had a few choice words about America. And I'm going to go ahead and assume with her head resting on a Russian bed... In a, in, a, in a cold prison, which I could only imagine, somewhere in fucking Siberia, is recanting her statements about our country. Not that, I say she, not that I'm saying she deserves this by any standard. I don't think she does. But you kind of got to get a little chuckle out of the irony of the situation, if I do say so myself. I wish her the best. I hope she fucking gets back. I hope we don't have to trade a Russian arms dealer in order to get her back. But that's not my decision. And because, of course, the media has so much to say about it and they have so much influence, social media has so much influence, big reason why this is getting so much traction, Um, they're probably going to do it. So we will see. And that order will come probably from the White House. By the way, speaking of which, um, 
Joe Biden fighting, I think, his second or third battle battle with COVID. Um, this is COVID's last stand. If if COVID can't take down Joe Biden, that marks the absolute official end of COVID-19. Which is hilarious because <laughs> Joe Biden and the Democratic Party are the most adamant that COVID-19 is the deadliest virus we've ever faced in the entirety of our, of our lives. Yet it can't take down a feeble, disoriented old man. Now, I have a theory. I have a theory that the Democrats are gave... I mean, think about this. Think about Joe Biden. He's got to be the absolute most protected person in the United States. He's the president. The president has, like, all this security, all this, you know, protocols they have to go to go through. And especially, you know, the uptight Democrat Party who's just like, COVID, COVID, oh my God, wear your masks, do, do everything properly, wash your hands, you know. You're telling me they're not, like, overly protecting this guy. Making sure that not the slightest sneeze even happens within a 20-mile radius of this guy. And he caught COVID twice? I have a prediction that the Democrats gave him COVID in hopes that it would almost certainly take him down. In which Kamala Harris would become the first female president, which is just like, oh my god, yay! Even though nobody likes her either. But they were, and it's not even about her. It's not even about getting her into office. It's more like about getting him out of office because he's kind of just like this meat puppet at this point. Um, who doesn't even, you know. He's a meat puppet with no voice who can't, who can't even, you can't even feed him words because those words turn into mush. So I think they gave him COVID because it would, it's a twofold. They get rid of him so they can get more of their, of their uh, puppets in there. More people who can just like play president while everybody else kind of just like runs the show. And and then you also have the benefit of of it spreading mass panic again. Like, oh my God, COVID's still around. COVID's still deadly as shit. We gotta we gotta uh, put everybody back in masks. We gotta put everybody back in uh, in lockdown. So it brings another level of terror, another another level of uh, fear that they can just press out. The problem is they overestimated COVID. Just like everybody did in the beginning. Now, you know, as I as I will always mention, it's understandable that in the beginning everybody was freaked out because we didn't know what we were dealing with. And it's funny to think about, you know, just two years later, how insanely crazy some of the things we did were. It's it seriously feels like a fever dream. The amount of crazy things we did the, the the masking the shutting of businesses down that's why that's sincerely why we have such bad uh 
uh, inflation right now is because of some of the stupid decisions we made because everyone was so freaked out and scared over this virus that seemingly ain't a problem. So what do they have to do in order to continue the fear, to continue the control whip out let's make a big deal let's make let's let's shout it to the rooftops about monkeypox monkeypox the new thing to be afraid of except not really because it's nothing monkeypox it it sounds scary because we all associate pox with smallpox which was a legit fucking terrifying virus we associate it with uh like Bird or uh, um, like cowpox and uh, whatever other animals pox that you can chicken pox, which are you know non deadly but still not fun. It's 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 associated with not fun, right? Monkeypox. It could be anything, man. And and then you associate monkey with AIDS typically because that's you know always been the the little uh rumor was that monkeys started AIDS and oddly enough the monkeypox virus heavily targets gay people much like AIDS did interesting interesting that the monkeypox and AIDS both things that heavily were associated with monkeys for some reason have to do with gay so I don't know. I don't know the connection or the correlation of monkeys and being gay, but um, yeah, monkeypox apparently heavily targets gay people, and uh, not a a huge amount of cases. This virus is one that is only contracted by skin to skin contact, not by um, airborne. Uh, what do you call it? Just it's not it's not an airborne virus. You can't get it from breathing it. You have to have skin to skin contact, which you would assume makes it much easier to contain, much easier to trace, easier to control, because you literally just have to be like, don't fucking touch anybody, and we can stop the spread of this. If we can control if we can figure out who all has it, just make sure they don't touch anybody, make sure they don't come in contact with anybody, and we're fine. It's not airborne. Now the problem with that is gay people love to fuck you aren't gonna stop a gay dude from putting it into another gay dude for anything and that's why the aids epidemic was so fierce because and this is not a gay guy thing this is just a guy thing guys like to fuck guys will fuck anything guys will fuck everything and if you have a gay guy clearly they like fucking guys so and 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 they're both guys right so, for a guy to try and fuck a woman, it's a little bit harder because the woman, there's a level of disinterest. There's a level of, you know, you got to try and, like, work it a little bit. You got to try and, like, play the game. You get two guys that just want to fuck, it's on. There's, it's, it's, hi, my name's Rick. Hi, my name's, my name's Anthony. You want to fuck? Yeah, let's do it. We don't need to do the whole dance. We don't got to buy beers. We don't got to fucking, we don't got to go on three dates before we actually put it in each other. You meet that night, exchange pleasantries, make sure you're not going to kill each other, and you fuck all night. That's what dudes will do. And dudes, 
Like I said, they'll fuck anything. They spread open that dude's ass cheeks. They're like, holy shit, you got a bunch of warts around your butthole. What is that? And then it's just like, you know what? Ribbed for his pleasure. And they stick that sucker right in. And there you have the more spreading of monkeypox. I mean, AIDS? These dudes knew AIDS was, was a huge problem. They made They flashed that shit... On every news station, AIDS, 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 big pe- big epidemic. These dudes knew that they were at risk of contracting AIDS. And they still didn't give a shit. They still went out. The guy probably could have said, hey, buddy, I have AIDS. And the guy would say, I don't care. I want it now. I want to fuck. And I... And- you know what I mean? That's how much dudes don't care. And that's why <laughs> these gay viruses, which the viruses aren't particularly gay, but why they spread through gay communities, because gay guys like to fuck. And in skin-to-skin contact or bodily fluid uh, transmissions, diseases, are easily spread without that community. And guys are fairly reckless anyway. We like to just do reckless behavior and not think about our consequences. So, and, and here's the other thing about this monkeypox thing. Zero reported deaths. So, so far, not to be overly concerned about. It's just a scary term that, it's a scary, it sounds scary. So, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Um... Just, if if you are a gay gentleman out there, and I don't know, maybe gay women, but I think it's mostly men. If you are a gay gentleman out there, you know, just don't fuck the buttholes that have warts all over them. That's all I gotta say. Like, I think that seems pretty obvious, but we are animals. We are just fuck machines. That's all we want to do. That's all we are, you know, that's all our brains are molded for. So, what are you gonna do? I understand it. If I was a gay guy, I'd be I'd be in so many butts. But unfortunately, I'm not. And unfortunately, well, fortunately, I most likely will avoid the monkeypox virus. Much like, by the way, I should mention, it's been two years. Your boy has never contracted COVID. You know why? Because I... I'm a fortress of invincibility. Uh. I don't get sick that often. And you know what? Maybe I have gotten it, but I don't know it. I would never know it. I'd have to take an antibody test. Uh. Anyway. Um, yeah, I'm going to take these off for the last half. They're com- they're, these kind of glasses are not that comfortable. But I will say... Um, a lot of people wear these. It v- gives that very Macho Man Randy Savage vibe, or even more like a Bret Hart vibe, especially with the purple. But I thought it matched the uh, the jersey well. But they're not very comfortable, so I'm going to take those off for the for the last uh, bit of this episode here. Um, I do want to talk because coming up soon, my favorite season of the year, not fall. Football season, which seems ironic that I would talk about football while wearing a hockey jersey. I'm just a sports guy, man. I just love sports. And football would be my absolute favorite sport. 
and it is begun, okay? Training camp is going. Officially, preseason has started. And fantasy football right around the corner. So I want to talk about all the little, just a few little things going on. Uh, first things first, let me just talk about this because this was also like pretty big news in general. Uh, the Deshaun Watson thing. Deshaun Watson got a six-game suspension f- uh, for his sexual assault or, s- excuse me, sexual misconduct violations. Multiple. 24 women came forward uh, claiming that he um, sexually harassed them. Okay? Now, whether or not... I, I, I never read into the evidence. I don't really know any of that stuff. Here's the deal, okay? I've heard, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, it was trending. Only six games, only six games. Like, and I've had people come up to me and tell, you know, we've had conversations and it's like, I can't believe the NFL only uh, suspended him six games. This is absolutely ridiculous. Like the NFL should be ashamed of themselves. Here's the thing. First of all, the NFL did not make this decision. A judge who, this is a part of the new CBA, the NFL Players Association made it to where the NFL cannot make rulings against player suspensions based on uh, certain actions that they've done, like like substance, like uh, PEDs, um, weed, DUIs, things like that. That will be con- that will be handled by a secondary source. This judge, I cannot remember her name. It's a female judge, by the way. So a female judge is the one who read through the case files. She um, took testimonies from the witnesses. By the way, only like three witnesses or three of the victims testified because they were the, for one, I think they said they were the most um, like... They, they they were the most uh, admissible or something like that. They, they, they were the most uh, compelling one. I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. I, I'm terrible with words. Um, but also, I found out 23 of the 24 victims took plea deal or took, uh, took um, money. Took, uh, yeah. So... Hu- I don't know if you call it hush money, but uh, they took, they took, uh, fuck, I don't even, fuck words, fuck all words, anyway, they took money, um, so, this judge is the one who read through the case files, did all that, she made the decision to do six games, the NFL has now appealed that. So the NFL has decided, because of probably mostly public backlash, that they are going to attempt to extend the suspension probably more to like 10 games, which still seems like not very much. Also, we need to understand, Deshaun Watson did not assault these women. The reason that the that the judge determined six games was appropriate was because... There was no violence involved. He did not rape these women. He did not even touch these women. He exposed himself. This is all allegedly. He exposed himself to these women and asked for sexual advancement. He never made sexual advancement. He 
he he definitely made them uncomfortable. He definitely did things he should not have done. I'm not excusing any of the allegations being made against him. And clearly, if he was given these suspensions, there's some levity to what actually transpired. But it's important to note, people people very commonly misunderstand sexual harassment and sexual assault. Both being bad, but one certainly being worse than the other. And it's important to to determine, you know, to, to state he sexually ass- harassed these women. He did not sexually assault them. So all that being said, you know, six games seems fairly reasonable to me. I get it. Nonetheless. Uh, so that was a big deal. Um, training camp's going good uh, for most play. Um, there's been a few big injuries already. Ryan Jensen for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went out probably season ending Broncos, Tim Patrick out for the season who I thought probably was our best wide receiver. Very, really sucky to see him go down. I'm very upset about that, but we got, uh, I mean, next man up, you know, we got three other good receivers. We got a good tight end. Um, Nothing really too much to talk about, I guess, as far as, like, training camp and stuff. I'm just so stoked. Football season's right around the corner. This might be the most excited for football season I've, I've been in a very long time, especially having Russell Wilson at quarterback for the Broncos. Finally, I have a quarterback I can trust in and, and hope for. They have the Broncos, surprisingly, as the third, tied for the third best odds to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC teams. I believe it was the Bills at number one. I would imagine it was the Chiefs at number two. And then the Broncos were number three, with the tied with the Chargers at number three for the best odds of making it to the Super Bowl. Pretty good, man, considering how, how much they kind of shit on us at first. Um, Let's see. Odds. Okay, let me get, let me do this. I'll give you my early predictions for who I think are going to be in the playoffs. These are just early predictions. I will probably make mid-season predictions also. We'll see how everybody starts panning out. My early predictions for the playoffs. AFC. No, I'll do AFC last. NFC, which will be a little bit tougher. Now, keep in mind there are seven playoff spots. We'll just go through the division and I'll and I'll give you the division winners first. Uh AFC South, it's going to be the Buccaneers, no doubt about it. I'm almost positive the Bucs are going to run away with that division. They might even be a one seed. Um AFC West, I would have to give it to the Rams. Defending Super Bowl champs, still have a, a outstanding roster. They might have even gotten better than last year. So it's going to be the Rams in the AFC West. AFC North? Ugh, that's a tough one, man. I mean, it's so hard to count the Packers out with Rodgers at the helm. I just And they have a great defense. I just don't know if they have enough firepower on offense to, to keep up. It's really going to be close between the, the Packers and the Vikings, I would imagine. The Vikings, their defense, I don't know necessarily how good they are anymore. They still have some studs. 
Offensively, they have a lot of weapons. It just really de- depends on how good Kirk Cousins does. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, early, I'm just gonna say the Packers because of their defense, not because of Aaron Rodgers, because of their defense. And Aaron Rodgers is very good at at winning games. So I'm gonna give the edge to the Packers. Very close for the for the Vikings though. And then in the NFC East, ugh, the worst division in football. I got to give it to the Cowboys, really. You know, they're the only team that I would imagine being just just having all the parts in place to get to win the division. However, I will say this: keep an eye out for the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles could very much be a surprising team. They have a very good defense and a lot of weapons. Again, comes down to the quarterback and how well he plays. So with my three wild card teams, I'm going to say probably two of them are going to come out of the AFC or the NFC West between the Cardinals and the 49ers. I would have to say both those teams have a very good chance. Like one of them is definitely making the the wild card and possibly both of them. And then for that third spot, I'm going to give it to the Vikings or the um, Eagles. And honestly, I'll give a a little bit of a nod as a, as a contender to the saints. I think the saints could also be a bit of a contender. Who's the other division that I, didn't think of a back of a, another contender. I think that was it. Yep, that was it. Okay, AFC. My AFC predictions. My early AFC predictions. AFC West. I'm not going to be a biased fan and say that the Broncos are definitely going to win the division, but I do think they could. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and say the Chargers are going to win the division. That's my bold prediction. I've stated it before, and I stand by it. The Chiefs are going to take a step backwards, okay? That's my thought. We'll say the Chargers. You know what? Fuck it. Out of, fuck being not biased. The Broncos. The Broncos are going to win the goddamn division. That's straight up how it's going to be. The Broncos are going to win the division. Enough said about it. Eat my dick if you disagree. Fuck it. Broncos are going to win. Um... AFC North, I'd have to give the edge to the, you know what? I'm going to give it to the fucking, mm. I was going to say the, the Bengals, but I forgot Joe Burrow's, Joe Burrow had uh, appendicitis surgery and there's no real indication when he'll be back. And I don't know how much I believe in the rest of their team without him. As far as I don't, the, the Steelers are not going to be nearly what they were. They still could kind of surprise people. The Browns without Deshaun, hard to say. The Ravens could definitely be very good or not very good. They don't really have any receivers anymore, but they still have Lamar. I'm still going to say the Bengals. It's a close one. I'm going to say the Bengals, though. Um, Let's see what else. NFC or AFC East will definitely be the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Patriots are going to be one of those teams that still always sticks around. Dolphins could could be very potentially a good team too, but I think the Bills are probably going to be the the one seed, honestly. And then we have the 
AFC South, which I think probably most likely will go through Tennessee. I think Tennessee's got the best shot. Um, Indianapolis could be a, a very much a contender in that one too. I would have to predict that that two of the AFC West teams are going to be the wild cards. So we're going to go ahead and just say Broncos are the winner, and then Chiefs, Chargers are going to be the... And the Raiders are no joke either. The Raiders could easily be in that mix too. What if this is the first time in history that all four of a division makes the playoffs? Could easily happen. But I'm going to predict those two. And then the other one, you know, it could be the Colts. It could be the Browns. It could be the Ravens. It could be the Dolphins. It could be the Patriots. Like, the AFC is fucking hard to predict. So, here's what I say. If you're in the AFC, win your division. Straight up. That's your best bet of getting into the playoffs. Because it's going to be a tough road. So. And then, of course, we got fantasy football, too. Which, you know what? I have I, I've just bought my you know how I always have my little booklet I have my little uh, magazine that I read to get prepped just bought that been kind of sifting through it a little bit so I gotta do more studying but I have some I have some uh, I'm not I'm not gonna give away all of my secrets on here because God knows nobody watches anyway but I don't want anybody spying on me and stealing all my secrets so we will. Come back to this, and I will give my takes, my hot takes on fantasy football after I've done my drafts. But until then, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you so much as always. Always my pleasure having you on here. And and, and you know what? I hope you enjoyed it. I thought this was a good episode. I thought this was pretty funny. I thought this one went off really well. So I hope you thought the same. And we're going to go out the same way we came in, with the shades on. Because the future, the future is so goddamn bright. You got to keep the shades on. Because, as you know, life's a garden. Dig it. Garden, dig it.